Hello and welcome to It's Not a Small World After All, the podcast. On this episode, our inaugural episode, we will be talking about the country of Norway. You will be hearing an interview with one of our host's mothers, who is Norwegian. Um, we hope you enjoy the podcast. A little bit of background information about Norway. Norway is a Scandinavian country located on the Arctic Circle. In addition to the Norwegian mainland, Norway also claims the Arctic islands of Svalbard and Janmaien, the uninhabited Antarctic islands of Bouvet and Peter I Islands, and a part of Antarctica called Queen Maudland, though this last claim is not internationally recognized. It is bordered by Sweden in the east, Finland and Russia in the northeast, the Norwegian Sea to the west, and the Arctic Ocean to the north. In the north of the country, you can see the midnight sun and the aurora borealis. The climate ranges from a temperate oceanic climate to the, in the south and up the coast to a subarctic climate in the in, inland regions to alpine tundra in the Scandinavian mountains. The climate is much warmer than other locations at similar latitudes due to the modern influence of the Norwegian Sea. Norway has a population of roughly 5.4 million people. 83% of the population are ethnically Norwegian. 8% of the population are other Europeans. And 8.5% of the population are other ethnicities. Northern Norway is home to the Sami people, which are the only indigenous people in Europe. The capital and largest city is Oslo, which is home to around 670,000 people. Other large cities include Bergen, Trondheim, Stavanger, and Drammen. Norway is one of the most prosperous countries in the world. Together with Switzerland and Luxembourg, it is only one of three nations to have a per capita gross domestic product of over $70,000. Norway has had the highest human development index for all but two years since 1999. Most of Norway's economic activity comes from petroleum drilling in the Arctic Ocean. Norway has an extensive social safety net that has helped keep its economic prosperity high and income inequality low. Other important industries are fishing, timber production, and mining. Some fun facts about Norway. Norway's national football team is the only team to never lose a match to the Brazilian team. And Norway has one of the lowest re rates of prisoner reconviction about 20% in the world. All right, we'll start our interview now. We hope you enjoy listening. Hi, I'm Mia from It's Not a Small World After All. And I'm going to be interviewing Ina, who was born and grew up in Norway. She moved to the United States to work here. And we're going to be interviewing her about Norwegian culture and her life that she has spent in Norway. Hi. First of all, how long have you lived in Norway? So I lived in Norway for the first 30 years of my life, um, with a short period spent in Brazil when I was about 10. Where else have you lived? Um, I studied in France after um, college, and um, I have um, lived in the U.S. for a long time now um, as well. So how was your experience growing up in Norway? So growing up in Norway um, was a very, it was a very good childhood. Um, Norway is a great country. Um, I'm still a Norwegian citizen. Um, 
I go back frequently. I have family there and um, I love Norway. It's a small country um, just by comparison. It's about the same population as Atlanta, some 5.2 million people. Um, growing up in Norway was very safe. Um, uh, I think in now that I have lived here for such a long time and I have done um, a lot of traveling and seen other parts of the world, I think you, you get a different perspective on things. Um, I think Nor the Norway that I grew up in was also very homogenous. Um, uh, it was also um, sort of influenced by, um, or very much influenced by, my parents who were born during the Second World War. So um, in um, the Norway that I grew up with, the first memories I have was um, one of a country that still is sort of um, reeling from, from that whole experience. But um, I think that um, Norway is very much a very modern Western uh, democracy. And um, I think uh, it's um, a, a great country. Absolutely. So what was your experience growing up in Norway like? So we had a, <clears throat> a lot of freedom. Um, we, um, both my parents worked when, when I was uh, started school, um, first grade. And uh, we very much were um, independent. We um, walked to school by ourselves from, from that age. And uh, um, we spent a lot of times outside playing. Um, there's, um, I think there's um, a great culture for outdoors, the outdoors in Norway. And <clears throat> most Norwegians spend um, a lot of time um, when they're not working um, in the outdoors, uh, they, they just, uh, it's very much part of our culture. Despite the, despite the climate, which is considerably colder than, um, here in Atlanta, um, doesn't stop us. So, for example, <clears throat> kindergartners and, um, or preschoolers and, and, uh, um, elementary, um, aged kids in Norway are outside every day. It doesn't matter if it's snowing or raining. Um, we, um, emphasize the outdoors a great deal. What was your education like in Norway? So I'll have to comment on that sort of um, hindsight um, comparing to what I'm seeing that uh, you, Mia, and your sister Lauren are going through um, now here in the U.S. Um, I think that um, it was not as diverse um, uh, as here basically um, there's a, a most most kids um, my generation went to a public school there were um, a couple of private schools such as the Catholic school and um, the Rudolf Steiner schools that were options when I was in elementary but um, really the vast majority of kids went to um, public school um, we started um, at the age of seven and we went six days a week, Monday through Saturday. And then um, after about first grade or second grade, that was changed. So um, we continued five days a week. Um, I think also what one huge difference is that uh, still today there is no separation between um, state and church uh, or, or um, 
the Norwegian government and, and the Norwegian church. So if you go to a public school, you take religion um, and that's mandatory. And I think um, that also sort of contributes to the homogenous experience that uh, at least I had. Um, in the 1950s and 60s, Norway um, had um, discovered the oil that has made Norway so rich and uh, we didn't have enough workers to to work on the oil rigs and platforms um, and we needed to to get help from from other countries and um, there were um, we started to see some immigration um, from primarily at the time uh, Pakistan and Turkey and I remember I think it was about maybe 10, um, when the first um, siblings that did not look like everybody else um, started at my school. And um, they were hugely popular um, because they were so exotic and interesting and different than all us Norwegian kids that uh, basically had the same background. Um, after elementary, we would much like you, we went to middle school and then um, high school. And um, I grew up in a small town of about 25,000 people. So um, it was very much everybody, if we didn't know everybody personally, we, we sort of had a good sense of who everyone was. Um, and um, some of my friends from, from middle school went to, um, what do you call it, occupational school. And then others went to um, what we call gymnasium, um, or which is the equivalent of high school here. Um, but and it was a, it was a very um, good experience. But again, in hindsight, um, I think less so exposed to the world than what you and Lauren have experienced, and um, very homogenous. What were the academics like at Norwegian schools versus? you would say, based on what you have seen in American schools? Um, through through you and Lauren, I think um, that Norwegian schools, I don't remember the rigor that, that the two of you have had um, through your experiences. Um, here there are many um, more options also, you know, not just outside your um, uh, assigned public school, you can go to a private school, uh, but even within, if you go to a public school, even within the public school, there are different paths. And we didn't really have any um, many options within our um, our school. Sort of everyone went through the same um, curriculum. Um, we started learning English when we were in fourth grade, so about 10. <clears throat> and then the first sort of options for... Um, a different path that I can remember was in seventh grade when we were offered um, a secondary language, French or, or um, German. But other than that, it was all the same. There was no gifted or high achiever, um, or even if you struggled, um, I guess then <clears throat> you were assigned if you struggled a lot to a different school. But um, basically, everyone went through the same system. And... Um, Again, I don't remember the rigor, except maybe when you got to high school level. Mm. Well, what did 
you and other kids like to do outside of school? Hmm. So I took ballet lessons. I love that. Um, um, but <clears throat> other than that, um, there was really, I did gymnastics at some brief time when I was really young. But other than that, I didn't really do much organized after school activity. Um, school let out at around two, as I recall it. Um, and we would go home, um, and our parents were working, so nobody would be home. So we had keys that we could just, you know, let ourselves into the house with. And then we would just hang out with kids on the street and we'd spend a lot of time outside just roaming and playing in the woods. We, um, the house that I grew up in was, um, bordered this really fantastic woods um with a lake and we would play there a lot mm. um just hang out well in my experience growing up there's a lot more organized after school activities mm-hmm. and not as much time to play with your friends i think that's a big cultural difference uh, maybe even today between norway and the u.s um when i go home and i spend time um during the school year in norway um, I'm always surprised to see all these really young kids taking the bus or public transportation and hanging out downtown um, and, you know, just being left to their own devices. Um, and that's there's great freedom in that. But I cannot imagine that happening here to the same extent in Atlanta. Of course, things are much bigger here. There are different times, certainly, than I grew up. But, but kids in Norway still do that. And... Um, it's, um, I think that life here is much more um, scheduled because people, um, parents, need their kids to, to do something while they are working since most parents here, um, you have both parents are working. Well, let's talk about how you're exposed to other cultures during your childhood and also when you were a young adult in Norway. How often were you exposed to other cultures? This includes things such as foreign pop culture, learning a foreign language, etc. Hmm. So I think, I, as, as I told you, uh, we started taking English at, at, in fourth grade. Um, and I always loved languages. Uh, so when I had the opportunity to choose a, a second language or a third language, then, in addition to Norway, Norwegian, um, I chose French and I um, really enjoy that um, there were as I mentioned really um, my little town was very homogenous and not very many people from other cultures there until um, maybe um, midway through elementary school when there were some some kids from Pakistan that that arrived and uh, they were so exotic and so exciting now how was your higher education experience and how was it different from higher edu- education is in maybe in France? And how is higher education in Norway? What is it like? So higher education in Norway, um, I can't really talk um, about how it compares to U.S. higher education because I, uh, all my education is from Norway. Um, I, what I can tell you is that um, you have very much the same options as here. You have um, 
public universities, you have private colleges. I ended up going to a private college. Um, private universities in Norway, are tuition is free. Um, private colleges, you pay tuition um, and it's expensive, much like here. Um, I really, I, I have a hard time talking about sort of generically about higher education or in Norway because it's so different, it depends on what you choose. Um, I did study in France, um, I studied French at the Université de Savoie for a semester, um, which was really exciting and interesting, but really not long enough that I can give a, an in-depth comparison how that uh, it was compared to studying in Norway. What was working in Norway like? And how does it compare to working in America? Hmm. So... Um, the, mo the, the, the longest work experience that I had in Norway was really working, um, started um, working for the 94 Olympic Winter Games. Um, I um, got a job there um, doing ticket sales, international and sponsor ticket sales. And um, I think what you have to understand with differences between working in Norway and the and the US, um, which is my personal subjective experience, I would say um, Norway is a very egalitarian society. So um, basically, that means that I could I could achieve whatever I wanted if I was good and I worked hard. I could uh, really um, I would be valued as an equal. Um, regardless of level in the organization. I would be respected for um, the job that I did. And um, in my case, um, the job that I did there resulted in um, an offer to come here to work on the 96 Olympics in Atlanta. And that, um, for which I accepted, I thought that would be a fantastic opportunity. I was just going to come here for um, two and a half years and, and, and work here and then go back home was my plan. And I, many, many years later, I am still here. Um, and um, it was a really hard adjustment for me. Um, the, I did not experience uh, the same sort of egalitarian uh, approach within an organization. It was very hierarchical. Um, I was uh, not considered uh, an equal. Um, I was just um, one of many down in the organization. And uh, I remember meeting with Billy Payne, who was the president for, for the Atlanta Committee for the Olympic Games once, and um, it was um, almost like an audience. I was meeting with somebody of real importance, um, and uh, it was a, a sort of a surreal experience. I had um, never had that before. Um, I felt it was hard to work across organizations here, um, within the organization here, Whereas in Norway, it didn't really matter where you were in the organization, as long as you, if you had something to contribute or value, you could work across the organization um, and be respected for that. <clears throat> so that was a, that was really a hard adjustment for me. What other ways did you find Norwegian culture to be substantially different from American culture? Hmm. In terms of 
Work, I would say um, that um, Norwegians tend to place a huge emphasis on life-work balance. So um, there's a lot of focus on family and, and spending time doing things outside, outdoors, um, or, or with the family, or just having free time. Not so much here. I think there's a an equally enormous focus and pressure on everyone to work really, really hard. And and um, forty hour week is is uh, maybe the norm in Norway, but um, depending on what you do here, it is not. And you do not have the same amount of time to do other things or pursue other things outside of work here, as as tends to be the case in Norway. In terms of outside of work, um, I do think that Norwegians, <clears throat> again, do things outdoors with, with friends um, much more than, than here. Um, I think that's maybe part of or a result of, of, of the nature that we have in Norway, too. Um, they say about Norwegians that we're born with skis on our feet, and um, it's not true, obviously, but uh, most Norwegians do enjoy the outdoors and skiing, and, and uh, if there's snow, we'll be outside. And when it's snow here, Mia, what do you do? We, like, go inside, and there is... School is usually, like, canceled, even if there's a droplet of snow. I know. So... You go outside and you feel the snow for five minutes and maybe play for 30 minutes and then we're cold and then we go inside and that's the end of it. And drink hot chocolate. Yes. <laughs> On a lighter note, what holidays are commonly celebrated in Norway? So uh, I think the biggest holiday in Norway is Christmas. Um, and we call it Yule um, or Yule, I guess. Um, it's... Um, Again, nor, there's no separation between state and, and church um, in Norway. And uh, that's also reflected, I think, in the holidays. Christmas is a huge holiday. Easter, equally so. Um, we, I remember from um, living there that Easter is really nothing here. I mean, you can maybe um, hear about it in the news, but everybody goes to school and work in Norway. It's a week off. Um, so that's huge. Um, Halloween is taking on. It's an American holiday that um, has become increasingly popular in Norway. Um, but really, um, aside from um, holidays that were founded um, in religion, really not that many holidays that we celebrate in Norway. I can attest to Christmas being sort of more of a, oh, let's just open presents kind of event in Norway. In America, I mean. Mm -hmm. I mean, many Americans do go to church, but also many other holidays are celebrated depending on the religion. Mm -hmm. There's Hanukkah, that's also pretty big. Right. As well as other holidays. But because Norway Norway has always uh, been a, a very homogenous country, it's really the, 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 the holidays that we celebrate tend to be Christian holidays and not any other holidays but it's changing thankfully what are some of the patriotic holidays that 
that you celebrate. We have, in America, events such as the 4th of July, Memorial Day, Labor Day, President's Day, etc. So the, the, the ones that, that I sort of recall, I can think of off the top of my head, is obviously May 17th, which is our Independence Day. Um, it's a huge celebration every year, and um, we dress up in national costumes, or many people do, and we um, have parades through towns all over Norway, and uh, it's a day off, nobody really works, um, and that's something that everybody looks forward to. Um, it's a very unifying holiday, I think, um, in Norway. Even if you're not from Norway, a lot of people who have moved to Norway have adapted this culture and it's or this celebration and a holiday, and it's a really wonderful thing to see. Um, but I, I, um, I think that if you... If you just were to land in in the middle of Oslo on a May 17th celebration and see all these people dressed up in national costumes, waving their Norwegian flags um, and um, telling each other happy birthday or gratulere med dagen, um, it's probably a pretty peculiar celebration. Um, mm. But um, there's that. And then um, we celebrate... Um, May 1st is Labor Day, so I get always get confused here. When you talk about Labor Day, for me, that's always in the spring, and here it's um, in the fall. So I always get those two confused. Mm. Um, those are really the ones that I can think of. Finally, how do you think growing up in Norway has shaped you, especially to this day? Oh, I think it it has had a profound impact. I mean, obviously, um, um, I spent my first 30 years there. I think that, however, because I've spent decades in the U.S. now, um, that when I go home and I spend a lot of time there, it's a peculiar feeling of having, uh, of landing in, a culture and a country that is so familiar yet so strange. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's home when I'm here, but when I'm there now, it doesn't quite feel like home. Mm -hmm. um, I think it has shaped me in many ways growing up in Norway. I think I will always be Norwegian um, or a part of me will always be Norwegian. Um, but the reality is now I think I'm sort of a mix um, I think I'm maybe mid-Atlantic at this point. Um, but I think I would tell everyone, um, I think this is my, my experience of having had the privilege, which I think it is, to grow up in one country and then to spend almost the same amount of time in a second country. You get a perspective that is really, really unique. And um, I think that... Um, what I would say maybe at the end of this, since we're talking about cultural differences, um, uh, I would say that you should really be open to other cultures. There's no better or best culture or best country. I think that there are some really great things that we can learn from just about every culture and country. And I think it's super important to um, be open to that 
and um, really also embrace diversity and differences because that is what makes it interesting and great. Well, thank you, Ina. And now we are going to close this episode of It's Not a Small World After All. Thank you to everyone that is listening and learning about this information. On the next episode of It's Not a Small World After All, we'll be talking to Zoe Soiree about the country of Sierra Leone, which she is from. Thanks for listening, and we will have our next episode out on Wednesday.